0: hello me 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 hello
1: you 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 (laughs) you
0: that is okay i'm not gonna not gonna keep that going (laughs) no Uh, it's It's too oily for all that nonsense (laughs) you're right it is not sustainable and this is the Green New Deal here on <laughs> <laughs> here on unhelpful suggestions, and with it comes a more sustainable future that does not involve uh, carrying a bit too long, although I am wont to do that sometimes. Uh, how are you today?
1: Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Are you are you, you, a little, you a little tired? Well, I'm a little tizzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's how,
0: that's how i say tired <laughs> early in uh-huh. the morning yeah tizzy little tizzy yeah. um yeah because th- i guess the good thing is we're coming to each other on equal playing fields now
1: where once that was not the case um well, i had i guess i think it was better better for you beforehand Correct. because you could yes. you could have your day started <laughs>
0: yes it was it was a, f- uh, a full two hours later Uh, For me, and so at least now we both get to be tired together.
1: Yeah, yeah, exhaustion. Um, So (laughs) we, but uh, yeah, there's there's a you know new new things have happened in the world. Things things have progressed, and we need to discuss them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a few announcements and things. Last time we talked, it was the verge of uh, Apple TV launching, Mm -hmm. and That happened. Mm -hmm. And Disney Plus launched. Yes. And also there's a new MacBook. And (laughs) some people have AirPod Pros now. So I don't know if you bought them. And I don't know about it. That's a possibility. It is a possibility. Um, So I guess we should start there. Micah, what have you spent money on recently?
0: Uh, Yeah. So I... Have actually talked quite a bit about, um, AirPods Pro, uh, on a few different shows. And that is because I, uh, did get a pair. I got a pair as soon as they were, um, Available. I woke up and saw, oh, these are available to purchase. I better get some before they are back ordered, so that I can review them and talk about them on the different shows that I'm doing. Um, and so I did grab a pair. I the the interesting thing for me is that back when I lived in Missouri and um, worked as a freelance journalist. I didn't really have as much of a need for air. Well, I shouldn't even say need because it's still not a need, but I I didn't have as much of a a reason to have them uh, when I lived there because I was working from home. I didn't have to worry about anybody else um, in the household that, like, I could play music with my speakers or play podcasts with my speakers or play audio books with my speakers and walk around and it was no big deal. And here, it's the same. I can walk around. It's no big deal. However, I am moving between places now. And the thing that I started to enjoy about my, uh, I think I got the, I think it was the first gen AirPods, um, was that ability to sort of go between devices. Because I have a work computer and a home computer, um, and I have an office to go into and things like that. And so transitioning between those spaces and needing to uh, make and take more calls and uh, what have you means that I really started to use my AirPods. Unfortunately, they only one of them worked uh, at about 60% of the volume that it was supposed to work at, and the other one just completely did not put out any sound at all. Um and so it was kind of frustrating and you know there had been the rumor that the AirPods Pro were going to come out and I uh was sort of waiting for that to see if that was going to be the case and they did and I also have uh for the sake of comparison I I ordered a pair of uh, Amazon's Echo Buds which use Bose noise cancellation and of course include features like being able to communicate with Alexa. Um and so they came first i think they came on a tuesday uh before airpods pro shipped and i tried those out um and i was really impressed with them in terms of uh the you know the sound quality for some in-ear headphones and the noise cancellation from bose was good um the transparency was a little weird uh and the the sort of tap controls were a little strange, but the very customizable fit was nice, et cetera, et cetera. So actually, there's, and I'll have to send Joe a link. Um, we did, I did a, uh, full on comparison between, uh, the two products, but, um, I liked the, uh, like I said, I like the uh, echo buds. they were fine um, but then I got the airpods pro, and I paired them up to my my phone and I stuck them in my ears and they have this kind of fun it's almost like hitting the eject button on on a uh, on a spaceship where you where you have the the compressed air I can't think of what that's called airlock yeah thank you hitting the button decompressing on the
1: airlock, the airlock. yes yeah.
0: thank you um not as extreme not as uh, no and not not at all painful or anything like that but that 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 like whoop feel uh the airpods pro sort of activate the noise cancellation in that way And so you are, you're very aware of the fact that whenever it's going from not being on to being on, um, you know, in that like little transition space, when that happens, uh, I've been very happy with and very impressed by not just the active noise cancellation, but also, and this is something that I think is an echoing of what others have said, the transparency feature is far more natural. Um, so for folks who don't know when we're talking about transparency here, uh, essentially it's a way to continue to listen to your content. Um, and then, sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have to pause here. Um, I got distracted because I was going to grab that link for you. Uh, the link to the, the, the hands-on tech video in the first, (laughs) the first comment on this comparison between AirPods Pro and Amazon Echo Buds. It says, hysterically rehearsed and totally biased comparison. I actually lost count of how many lies were told in this 20-minute video.
1: Wow. <laughs> the,
0: the reason why I'm laughing is because if anyone thinks I take the time to friggin' rehearse before a podcast, they have no idea. <laughs> oh, I, can, my God. I can
1: verify that that does not happen on this program. <laughs>
0: That doesn't happen on this program. That doesn't happen on any of the shows that I do. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, not, Don't you do uh, like six or seven
1: podcasts now a week?
0: I do. There's no... When would I have time to How, rehearse?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when would you do that? <laughs> All right, everybody. Back to one. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so
0: good. Oh, boy. Um. Anyway, Uh. so... <laughs> By the way, this the, this hands-on tech video, it is literally, we pulled the uh, the conversation that Matthew Casanelli and I had on uh, Smart Tech Today and turned it into uh, just a review of, of the AirPods Pro versus the Echo Buds because that was the conversation we were having. So if you're looking for like a, I don't know, a Renee Ritchie style review, that's not exactly what this is. It's just sort of a highlight
1: from from the show.
0: Anyway, um, the oh, trans—I should okay. say
1: th- that I am two episodes behind on that program, so I have not seen this yet. But oh. I, I will definitely.
0: Yeah, no spoil no spoilers except yeah. spoilers uh, because yeah. I mean everybody's kind of seems to be echoing the same thing, and, and the fact is mm-hmm. these are the the good things about it. But that transparency feature. It's as if you are not plugging your ears with silicone and plastic, is the whole idea. So that way, you can be aware of your surroundings while also still listening to your audio. And uh, it's like a bypass feature. And some headphones or earbuds that I've worn basically make it sound like it's coming through some sort of uh, tano y old-school microphone. Um, it's It is... A little off-putting, but this is far more natural and it just feels almost like there's a hole that opened up on either side of your AirPods and is letting sound through. So I I quite like that. But the last thing I'll say um, about them uh, in terms of this (laughs) initial rundown is that Apple worked to include a microphone... Um, it might even be two microphones on the outside of the AirPods Pro uh, for doing active noise cancellation, you know, listening to the environment and sending out opposite waves. Um, but then also, they included a microphone on the inside so that they can add a little bit of... they, they it's It's listening to the sound that's taking place in your ear canal and then figuring out what you're supposed to be hearing in your ear canal based on what you're playing and what you shouldn't be hearing in your ear canal, like the sounds echoing through your ear canal or whatever there happens to be, and then also applying noise cancellation to that. So it sort of does double duty. Um, And I think Renee said it's 200 uh, calculations per second that it's running uh, to be able to provide this active noise cancellation. So yeah, I whether they should be called AirPods Pro, the Pro moniker means different things in different places. I would call them like AirPods Premium or something. Um, they genuinely are a huge step up over the traditional
1: AirPods.
0: And I have been quite impressed with them, to be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, that sounds... I mean, a major complaint for me was just like the stupid silicone tip thing not being there on the original AirPods um uh because i i enjoy uh the the silicone tips mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you know give me the tip um but <laughs> it's <clears throat> it's a uh, not something where uh i think i'm going to go buy these particular ones because i just bought uh new beats x beats 10 um to replace the ones that had a failing battery uh a month ago so i'm, I'm Going to chill with them for the time being. Um, I, I do also kind of prefer being able to take them out of my ears and then they just kind of hang there. Right. And I don't need to like yeah put them anywhere. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting product. I think it's more compelling um, than the the original design for sure. And I know that the uh, Echo Buds are far less expensive, um, so it may be a situation where. Some people are going to pursue that as well, and from your assessment, it seems like you know it's not terrible. You could get by with them, so absolutely, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, and if you, I would say, if you are expecting to be wowed, then you should not get either of these. Um, <laughs> but if you are, um, if you are just looking for a pair of, of in ear. Headphones that also give you that that noise cancellation feature, and you're wanting to not spend too much money. Yeah, the Echo Buds really are. They're they're good. Um,
1: they. I, I also thought good. it was interesting when the Echo Buds came out that Bose was like, oh, wait, "Wait, wait, 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 guys, guys, don't 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 judge this technology on these these ones. These aren't as good as our ones that are going to come out." Yeah, that's a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that was that was not a good look. I think for anybody, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Bezos like hulked up a little bit and stopped by those <laughs> bo's headquarters and they were like no no sir you can't come in and he's like you won't like me when i'm angry and then he
1: busted through the door yeah uh, that, that i mean he's he's idea. weirdly swole but he, he is, has that weird uh, lizard lizard head um on top of <laughs> like huge you huge better be guns. careful
0: you better be careful <laughs> yeah. he's always listening
1: yeah mm-hmm. but um yeah this is a, it, it's an interesting time to be buying truly wireless uh ear pod products um but uh, the i have to say one thing i'm conscious of that was a big news bulletin was like oh these batteries aren't recyclable this is a big blob of heavy metals that will pollute the world and we're all going to die you can't just keep buying these. <laughs>
0: We're all every, gonna die.
1: Yeah, you can just keep buying these every two years. Um and and so, you know, there's there's I guess an angle there that's worth discussing. Apple says they recycle um mm-hmm. all of the products that you give back to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we I don't I'm curious how that works in terms of recycling because a lot of times that's you pay someone a certain amount of money to take something apart uh, and the parts that they can save are recycled and the parts that can't are d- aren't recycled. Yeah. Um, but, but it's still called recycling. So I'm, I'm curious, like, w- are, are there, re- are we ever going to see like a new generation of, uh, AirPods that have like, you know, they percent po- post consumer product. Um,
0: oh, I don't, I mean, I could see that because several of the new, um, several of Apple's recent, computer products have been made uh the the aluminum is is mm-hmm. post-consumer or whatever uh so i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case as they sort of are listening to the blowback or or the 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 conversation that's taking place um yeah we are uh, we do have devices that are not exactly um Environmentally friendly, and particularly for a product that has gotten pretty popular, um, to to have a product be popular enough that you know it's a n- noticeable thing where you can go out and see, oh, people have those white things in their ears, and you pretty much know, okay, those are those are AirPods, um, or those are Apple's earphones, or something. I don't know what people say who don't know what the the brand name is or whatever, but that they have those and that I wonder what folks are doing with them when they are no longer working. I just have mine, my, my old ones just sitting some somewhere around here. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, like I know, I know I can send them in and they can be quote unquote recycled, but I don't know if everybody, um, who gets them knows that and what they're supposed to do with them afterward. But I've heard people say, yeah, I've got, the new AirPods Pro and I threw my other ones away. What does that mean? What do you mean when you say you threw them away? Did you just
1: toss them in the trash or what did you do? Yeah, well when I when my uh the battery um was coming apart on my uh my Beats, X, I, I went to the Apple store uh and I'm like, you guys are gonna recycle this, right? And like and the guy said, Oh yeah. And then he almost didn't take it when I was uh, buying the new one. And I was just uh, like, but, but but we just talked about that. You're going to take this thing now. Um, like, you almost <laughs> just let me walk out of the store with it. I was like, let's recycle this. Uh, it was also something I think that many people may not do because uh, there's uh, Apple does give you some money for turn-ins of, uh, when you turn in certain products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people see that they get $0 back from it and they're just oh, like, well, no, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, and so it's just going to sit in a drawer and like corrode. Um, but uh, it's it's it, that's an interesting wrinkle too, um, because I know that uh, what is it? My my BeatsX, for example, zero dollars. Um, but uh, the uh, the Apple TV fourth gen mm-hmm. is um, the the uh, if you go to the, the the like buy your product back page on Apple.com, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you like what you get back for like a perfectly working uh version of something um the fourth gen apple tv is just we 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 will recycle this for free (laughs) oh (laughs) so
0: you have to pay them (laughs) to recycle it no yeah no
1: it's it's yeah it's just uh, i'm curious like i know that apple is probably the best at the recycling um electronics recycling that there is right now i just want to you know i'm kind of curious like when when are we if we're expected to like buy these on like short consumer cycles like where do they where do they go <laughs> where 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 are they going where's where's uh where's the stuff like the benefit of the recycling happening um but uh uh it can't be that bad i'm gonna I'm just gonna you know plug my ears and hum a little bit and uh it'll be fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> plug my ears and hum a little bit and it's gonna be all fine. I'm not recycling my stuff because it's not divine. (laughs) That was very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Uh, Thank you very much. So yeah, that's uh, AirPods Pro, and I will continue to use those and and feel how I feel about them. I will say, I actually have been having an issue with my AirPods Pro, but I don't know if it's my AirPods Pro or if it's my iPhone. They work, so when I first got them, they worked fine. Everything was great. Everything was fine and dandy, peach keen, etc. But now, they work everywhere except with my iPhone right now. Um when I play when I use my iPhone with my AirPods Pro right now, the sound comes through at first and then it cuts out. It's like a bluetooth if it, it feels like it's a bluetooth connectivity issue uh where it starts to play and then suddenly it just uh
1: and then it stops. Uh, yeah no i can verify that this is a problem with ios because it's happening to me on my beats x
0: oh that that's that's not good but it is good because that means that (laughs) it's an ios thing it doesn't happen with my ipad though um nor Mm. my watch i've i've been connecting them to my watch while my iphone is being a pill and i've had (laughs) no issue there with the the connectivity
1: yeah i It's also not happening every single time, Um, but sometimes it's just... It's almost like it doesn't have a buffer. Uh, It's very weird, because it'll just be like, you know, nothing, and then like juddery stuff, and then it goes back to normal playing eventually. Um, But uh, it's an oddity that did not exist prior to 13 point something. I've lost track of them now um <laughs> there are too many too many ios updates
0: yes uh,
1: but uh yeah buggy 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 um and uh speaking of uh products that are available um that have the word pro in them mm-hmm. uh did you did you did you did you also like in a currently recording episode that you're doing while we're talking right now did you announce that you're buying a macbook pro 16 inch
0: no um that's funny so i did not order a 16 inch macbook pro Like i did not have twit order me a 16 inch macbook pro um Leo had, he, he had mentioned that before he left on, on vacation, that he really wanted to get the 16 inch MacBook pro and was hoping that it was going to come out before vacation. So he could take it with him on vacation. Um, but it it didn't come out obviously until his vacation is almost over. And well, at this point it is. Um, and so he ordered, uh, on the day that it was announced a 16 inch MacBook pro. So I like, He's coming before me to to give it a go and 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 see what it's all about. And um Honestly, I am not doing as much of the powerful uh power user stuff that I used to do. Um and so because of that, I don't really I, I don't think that it's a device that I need. Um <clears throat> and I don't know. I I What am I trying to say here? I So I have a Surface Laptop 3 um which I don't know if you know that, but uh yes, that is a Windows machine um made by made by Microsoft. Uh I have been covering Windows Weekly while Leo has been out. Um and then I'm also going to be doing some stuff for average users, and a lot of them use Windows machines. And so I needed to uh, sort of go back to the system of which I was once a part years and years and years ago, uh, to sort of refresh my my memory of, of Windows and also stay up with what has changed about it. So I have a Surface Laptop 3, and it is a 13-inch machine. And that 13-inch machine is so nice to carry around. And it makes my 15-inch MacBook Pro feel so big and bulky in comparison. And given that I spend the, the time that I do spend on my computer is mostly in a fixed position. And I use my iPad Pro as my sort of move about the country device. Um I don't necessarily feel like a 16-inch device has a place in my life because i don't need that that um i don't need that big thing with all of that stuff in it anymore and <laughs> <laughs> oh god um and so i think that there there are two ways that the future of my computing can go one is that apple brings this stuff to the smaller form factor and then i'm all about that uh base or you know what? Actually, can I, I just want to like wipe that do off you the table? Retract back. that,
1: Megan Trainer, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> because because why would I ever? Uh, why did I do that? Um, <sighs> gross. So, ew, I'm disgusted. <laughs> anyway, so the I I don't need that big machine. It would be super cool if it came to the smaller uh, version, the smaller form factor, um, and that's one way that my. Future of computing could go the other way that my future of computing would go is that I would get something like a, a desktop machine, um, be it an iMac or even a Mac Mini, and that serves as the sort of uh, go to the desk and compute platform. So yeah, um, this new MacBook Pro is quite uh, quite cool and has some some great powerful options <laughs> um and i think that's great for the folks who need that kind of thing
1: yeah uh i similarly have no plans to purchase one um i still have my 15 inch uh 2018 summer version whatever that was um but uh, it's fine i've also been uh blessed to not be cursed with the keyboard problems which I think are probably the most notable uh, technology change inside of the new laptop that people will be interested in um, and uh, that's you know interesting in and of itself um, because uh, that's that's been a, a sore point for mo- many people uh, and I know that for a fact there are several people that I'm familiar with who have had keyboard issues but mm-hmm. uh, but not me. I'm not Lucky Joe, um, so <laughs> I'm okay. And uh, should uh, unfortunately one of these keys stop working, um, I, I may I may uh, be very upset at that point, um, which will likely be you know any time after me having said this on this podcast. But uh, it's it's a it, you know it's also interesting to see Apple talk about how they've made this change to these switches and how you know it's really important for the pro users and they you know talk to them and then it has all this stuff and then it's like okay well you updated one laptop with it so when's that gonna go everywhere else because i know Mm -hmm. that not everybody is interested in a 16 inch laptop uh so Where's where's the where's the thirteen or fourteen? Um oh, my or whatever word. the case may yeah. wind up being. Um where you know, the whatever is gonna happen with the air models, which are probably I think the most popular um for price, uh and you know what's gonna happen with um the uh uh the there was the what was it? The is there going to be a version of uh the Never mind. I lost my train of thought. I was okay. thinking of the. I was thinking of the old MacBook Pro that didn't have a Touch Bar, but they don't make that one anymore. Oh right, um, yeah, your non-Touch they, Bar Mac. Yeah, yeah, they introduced the Air, so never mind. Um, they they just have three other um, laptops to update, uh, which is you know an interesting position to find yourself in. But uh, I, I don't know when that's going to happen, and I think those are probably going to be more impactful for. People because I know a lot of people like the little the little laptops because they don't use their laptops as desktops or they use their laptops with a display that they plug them into and operate in clamshell mode um, and they prefer the portability of a much smaller device but uh, you know we'll see we'll see where that goes when we get to that point point. Uh, and lastly on the Apple product thing we've got. The pro- Apple was... product
0: train toot
1: toot. <laughs> it be funny if they made a train. Oh my god, um, the we've... Apple train. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh Apple TV Plus. I have watched one episode of one show. <laughs> I have watched no episodes of no shows. Yeah. Uh it was fine. The show Which I one? watched was Which fine. Show? I watched uh the first episode of, of For All Mankind. Oh
0: and it was fine. It was fine. (laughs) It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, What quibbles do you have? How many red
1: circles did you draw? Uh, My main quibble is just the deployment of the service because uh, when it was available, you you got a full screen ad inside of the TV app. Um, you, You were notified of your eligible purchase being... Uh, your, your purchase being eligible for the free year trial by email um, even if you'd already started your trial which is kind of funny uh, but uh, oh, yeah it's, I
0: remember that that was annoying <laughs> I,
1: I, I really wish they it, it's so 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 weird because it's like if you're tracking the fact that I have purchased this item that is eligible for this thing and you're tracking the fact that I have a subscription for this thing why aren't those two things linked put together so right that, yeah like because, but you get the same sorts of emails from Apple all the time whenever you buy something, and it's like, "Do you need help setting up?" What? Blah, blah blah blah. And it's like, "No, no, I did it. It was done a week ago." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's a it's a service that exists that people can use, uh, and I I know there's been a lot of complaints that uh, it's not as discoverable if you want to go to Apple TV Plus like as a service. And navigate what is available on the service, you can't really do that. Um, you you just have to go to the TV app and see what you're presented from the Apple TV Plus service inside of the app. Um, or if you're lucky, you can go down to where there's like a little service carousel thing, and then maybe you can slide over to the one that you want to watch in inside of there. Um, so it's not well laid out if your goal is. Thinking of this as as some as a destination that you're going to go to and browse, um, and uh, I'm curious if they're going to remedy that because most of these other things, I think people are used to going to the HBO Go app or whatever and opening that and then being able to browse that to see what's on HBO, mm-hmm. um, and not not just looking at it through the TV app. But uh, I hate the TV app in general, so that um and uh some people have had syncing issues uh with playback and stuff but it doesn't seem consistent and i haven't had a syncing issue with playback um i did have it disappear from memory and needed to relaunch where i was in the episode uh which was interesting because i just had the episode paused for half an hour i haven't had any syncing issues but i have had a syncing feeling uh <laughs> Very funny, um, but uh, you know it's not a not a disaster, not a success. Um, I am curious if they're. I'm curious what the the usage of it is, and uh, like how many people are actually engaging in it that have this free trial. How many people are like, I don't really feel like signing up for that right now, and just have ignored it because that's another thing that would be interested in finding out. Because how how appealing is even a free trial of Apple TV Plus? Wow, yeah can you, can you um,
0: not be kind of you don't it's not even appealing enough to get the free trial
1: that, i mean though i'm not saying that's true of everyone i'm just i'm just curious because i'm sure there's there are some people who are oh, just gonna be sure. like i i don't feel like signing up um because it's also weird that you have to remember to cancel um next november because it's going to auto-renew at that date. And you if you cancel your free trial prior to that date... That's it will, when it stops. Yeah, it terminates the free trial forever. You cannot restart uh, the free trial, um, which I think is not a good look uh, because when you have uh, a free one-week trial of a service, which Apple does for certain channels or other services that you can, can subscribe to through Apple uh, for other providers... When you do one of those, like let's say you're going to subscribe to a one-week trial of CBS All Access, uh, then you can cancel the the trial immediately um, or cancel your subscription immediately and then it just will terminate at the end of that seven-day trial. Uh, It won't terminate prior to the end of the seven-day trial. Um, So I, I think that it's a little not great that they did that because i don't think you should just surprise bill everyone in a year from now when they're not going to remember um but uh yeah it it doesn't it doesn't seem very user-friendly it seems like purposefully set up to just keep people subscribed um and and to see how many people forget uh to unsubscribe next year um or to evaluate their their subscriptions uh which is the kind of behavior that i would expect from other companies and i'm a little disappointed by uh and uh that's you know that is what it is um the more interesting thing in tv news for me i don't know about you is uh disney plus launching um and i don't know if you have subscribed to that one at all
0: um i have but yet again i have not watched anything yet <laughs> uh so i don't know why i subscribed already i should have waited until i had the time to watch stuff but um i was like oh yeah cool i'll have some time to to check out one of these shows and then that's just not happened yet um but i have subscribed and there were all those issues uh at the get-go um yeah. where you couldn't connect and i couldn't add my profile and then people who, like me, signed up with PayPal. um, are having. I I have not had this issue, but that is because I haven't gone back into the app to see if I have this issue, but I may have this issue when I do. Um, But apparently, if you signed up using PayPal when all of the weird server stuff was going on, then you might not actually have a subscription right now. And so you have to go online and do this weird dance where you go in and de-link your paypal via paypal and then go back into the app and try and sign up again and so yeah pay or disney plus has its own issues for sure uh however it seems to be rather popular based on the fact that the servers were down because it was getting so much attention
1: yeah um i i think they got a lot of flack for the service um being unstable uh, for the, the first day of launch. Uh, and I, I, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh, well, this is because an entertainment company doesn't really know what they're doing. And it's like, well, you know, sort of kind of, um, they did spend several billion dollars acquiring, um, what used to be the major league baseball, uh, <laughs> streaming service, uh, platform that basically powered a lot of other streaming service provider platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so they, 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 were preparing. And then the other day they released uh, the information that apparently they had 10 million active users um, on the first day and they hadn't uh, anticipated that um, for the number of people signing up. Uh, I think they, they didn't disclose like how many people had subscribed prior to the launch day and how many people ha- are, how many people were subscribing on launch day? Because I think they may have been surprised if there were more subscriptions on launch day than there were in the, the, the pre-enrollment period, uh, so to speak, where people were, you know, getting that discounted, you know, three years or whatever with the, the D 23 login, the convention thing. You, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, there were, there were like all these things like sign up early and you'll know on day one. And, uh, apparently, um, it is possible that they, they could have underestimated them. People who were just going to, you know, sign up, um, right when it happened and just, you know, pay them directly instead of getting the discount. Uh, cause I can verify that when the service went live the night before launch day, because it launches on Eastern standard time for some reason, um, that I was able to access it just fine in California. But, uh, and I watched the, the first episode of the Mandalorian without issue. But then the next morning, um, everybody was complaining about service issues and i was just like oh i wonder if there are service issues and i open the app and it's like boop ralph (laughs) and i was like oh this is there are service issues uh because i couldn't even open it it wasn't even like a playback thing it was like it wasn't working um but uh they seem to have sorted that mostly um so uh and while you know it would be embarrassing while it is embarrassing that they were having service issues uh I'm going to just be very firm in saying that there is absolutely no way that anyone is going to remember or complain about these things um uh, a week or a month from now because uh the service is so compelling um for the value that you get out of it that uh people are not not going to care about um, Can you about explain that stability?
0: What is the value that oh, you the, get out
1: of this? Uh pretty much all Disney movies and many television shows. Um, so is it a nostalgia
0: thing? Is that, is that the thing? Cause like for me, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not a big, I, I was. D- Disney I, I, file. <laughs> yeah. When I went on and saw the, that there were some f- films that I watched when I was a kid, I thought, Oh, I'll add those to my watch list. But will I ever actually watch them? Oh, Um, and this even like, it even plays on my, my, um, not even that far back as a kid, but even into, you know, elementary middle school, uh, where there were Disney Channel films on there, like Xenon or Xeon. I think it's Xenon, Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century, um, which was a big thing uh growing up where I can remember us all watching that film and you know, it was sitting around the <laughs> this little tiny television uh watching that Disney Channel movie. But I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and actually watch it, and so this service—I um, uh, guess folks who are into the Star Wars stuff perhaps could be compelled to the by this, but outside of that, I'm trying to figure out—is this like millennials? And by that, do, is it is it for the the quote unquote older millennials who? Um, actually did grow up with with Star Wars as opposed to me who sort of was introduced by family members to Star Wars um yeah uh, for, or am for i just record, an outlier maybe i'm just an outlier oh god i said record. something wrong uh oh yeah, okay go ahead for
1: the, for the record gen x grew up with Star Wars
0: Oh, see Millennial- I always
1: forget about Gen X. <laughs> yeah. O- older <laughs> everybody. It's a frequent complaint of Gen Xers. Um but the uh but uh, older millennials technically were born around the time that the original trilogy was wrapping, so they would not really have a memory of watching it um uh, in terms of in the theater, but uh you you probably have seen it on uh TV frequently. It would be played around the holidays usually and uh, We had a VHS copy that was recorded with commercials and everything. Um, Wow. And then uh, for our generation, we had the THX uh, VHS cassette uh, set that was available, which was the first revision that Lucas did um, before he did the special edition, where they just went through and cleaned up everything um, Hmm. and made a VHS cassette. uh, cassettes. I'd never had the Laserdisc version, which was around the same time frame. And then we had the special editions, which I did see every one of in the theater. Um, and uh, they have their things. And that's a continuing uh, story point, because apparently George Lucas made some changes before he sold the company um, to the movies again. Um, and they're, the movies that are available on Disney Plus are actually different from the movies that you were avail- that were available to purchase or stream anywhere else uh, prior to November, whatever, uh, when this launched, eleventh. Uh, so it's it's interesting, um, and there's also all of the Marvel stuff that's on this service. Uh, so I I don't know if I I just I guess I don't really just think of disney as being the disney channel movies um as sometimes i struggle to remember that they did smart house or as you said <laughs> xenon uh, which i i have no recollection of watching but i know that i've heard of it before um but uh, it's I, I would say that there's a lot of value in it for for that reason and you are correct that disney's primary business is nostalgia um it's basically what they do they, they're like hey remember the past it used to be so much better is a uh very whitewashed version of it um that you're not going to inspect too closely because it'll be comforting um and uh that that's 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 their job that's their their uh bread and butter uh they have theme parks around that idea they have movies that they've that's released point. Yeah, as they're... disney and they have uh the movies they've released as marvel and the movies they've released as as uh as, as lucasfilm so they've got they've got all that going on um i i So I think it's a tremendous value for many people who uh, are going to have some part of that, whether that's Marvel or Star Wars or Disney that touches their life or the life of somebody in their family because there are many people who are going to have small children who uh, want to watch the same Disney movie over and over and over and over and over over again. And this will let them do that. Um, But it's, it's, it's not a value i for you specifically if those franchises don't appeal to you but uh it's like i think they have like 60% of the box office right now um in terms of film releases between Fox and Disney uh so they got they got a lot going on and some Fox movies are on Disney service not all of them like avatar is which is an awful movie and don't go watch that again um but it's it's a uh, it's it's interesting the number of things that are there uh, instead of being on Hulu, um, which is where a lot of other Fox stuff is being dumped. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're like, "Hey, this is family friendly Fox; it goes here. <laughs> this is not family friendly Fox; it goes there." FFF. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I'm a little I'm a little uh, surprised that it it doesn't doesn't uh it doesn't. There's nothing on the service that appeals to you.
0: See, and originally, you know, there was one thing that appealed to me because I talked a lot about it, and now I don't think I can be appealed by it. And that oh. was that was Jeff Goldblum's uh,
1: "The World According oh. to Jeff Goldblum." I forgot we canceled him.
0: Well, <laughs> I haven't fully canceled him yet, but he did say some some things that I'm a little perturbed by, and so that's that was a bummer because as I as was my sort of ongoing joke, but became a reality before it became an unreality. It was that the only reason I was getting Disney plus was so that I could watch this Nat Geo show, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. And then he said the things he said or whatever. And honestly, I have not looked into it enough to know exactly what the conversation was and what he was saying and what he wasn't. Um, But based so, so that's the other point that I guess I have to make is that it's not even enough of a thing that I want to watch, or I think maybe I just don't have the energy and the time right now. And that's why like, it's not enough of, I don't have enough activation energy to even spend the time to go learn about the thing that Jeff Goldblum may or may not have said or done in order to, uh, decide if I want to watch this Nat Geo show, um, and and then, like I said, in the meantime, all these other things, I, whew, man, what's wrong with me? I just, I, <laughs> I'm realizing that I don't, I don't, I don't care a lot about a lot of media, um, more so lately than ever. And so,
1: well, you're busy.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. But like, I don't go see, well, that's not true. Usually I don't go see movies. I did go see a movie for the first time in seventy Blue Moons, um, and it was uh, Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. And by God, I thought there was going to be more comedy than there was. It is uh, it is the true meaning of the word. I can see people use the word poignant, and they are not using it correctly. This film is actually poignant and it is uh it is part comedy part poignant and necessary viewing in my opinion opinion um anyway i was happy to have seen that film i didn't necessarily need to see it in theaters but i was happy to have seen that film um but my point is like i don't really get excited about the marvel films and things like that and i don't um I don't have as much of a nerd heart, I think, when it comes to um, sci-fi, as I maybe once did. Um, yeah. I, but but at the same time, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and it's mostly fantasy audiobooks. So I still have a nerd heart. It's just, I guess, not for viewable uh, content. And so... I don't know that I'm going to keep the the Disney Plus subscription because I at least for now I don't have the energy to just to to do the necessary work to watch the content that I thought I wanted to watch on the platform. Um and the Disney doesn't pull on my nostalgia heartstrings enough for me to go back and watch like The Lady and the Tramp or Aladdin or whatever. Um including the fact that I I went to Disney, whatever is the one that's in California, that one, the Disney place in California. Disneyland? Yeah. um, As a kid. Um, So I've been there. I don't, I don't, I remember very little of it, but I've been there. But people really love going to Disney and I don't understand it because it just seems like a big money sink. Um, It, It absolutely
1: is a big money sink.
0: Yeah. And that just doesn't, Mm -hmm. that seems like a, that seems like it would bum me out because the whole time I'd be there, I'd be going, my God, this is all just ways for people to ways to get people to spend so much money. Um, but then again, I'm the one that goes and buys some, uh, noise canceling earphones. I don't need. So everything is just ways to get people to spend money, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it just depends on what the value is for you. Um, That's true. So when I describe the service as a value, um, that just I guess means generally speaking, uh, not to you specifically. Uh, also, uh, you know, let's not make fun of people who have Disney annual flex passes. Who might be on this <laughs> podcast? I
0: I didn't no 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 <laughs> I, no making fun. Genuinely, I appreciate that people can get joy out of it. It's did you know that if you sign for up
1: for an annual pass, they'll send you one of those horrible, um, uh, Disney ear magnets things to put on the back of your car, um, as part of that? Oh, my word. I did word. not know that. And so, now I have one, and it's it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, I feel like I should just burn it, uh, but I'm worried about <laughs> toxic chemicals. <laughs>
0: no send it to apple to be recycled <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh man that would get that would get some some head scratching there um but uh, it's yeah that's uh it's a, it's interesting um uh, i'm
0: glad people it, i'm glad that people are like it genuinely makes me happy seeing people get excited about the old disney channel you shows you
1: don't you don't need to apologize you know, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not apologizing. You're apologizing. No, you no, apologizing. No, no. You're I'm you being like, not. I'm sorry, my opinion's unpopular. No, <laughs> what I am doing
0: is protecting myself from <laughs> folks who, who take what I am talking that are just the opinions about how I feel about a thing and think that I am applying them to everyone, which is not the case. And I have to make that clear. Uh, So that people Mm -hmm. don't get all upset with me because they like Disney. I'm not attacking your Disney love. I am simply (laughs) stating that my feels about the service are that I don't... I'm realizing that I don't care about it. And it's weirding me out a little bit.
1: Uh, It's fine to not care about it.
0: Yeah, I suppose. It's just like everybody else does. It seems like everybody else I know does. And so Mm -hmm. then it's, it's one of those moments where you go... What, what am I missing slash is there something wrong with me slash what happened to my joy
1: slash you know what I mean but yeah, yeah it's it's just your hilariously rehearsed and biased opinion so <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I was up since four o'clock working on all of my statements that I was gonna have on here
1: <laughs> uh but uh, uh on that note on on um I don't know giving children the sads we will we will uh (laughs) (laughs) we will terminate our podcast um for for this this evening uh unless perhaps uh one might have an animal fact
0: have an animal fact animal fact it's time for animal facts but um no, I am going to actually share something that, uh, Joe, you shared with me earlier in the week. Uh, so again, if you think this is rehearsed, you're so wrong, because <laughs> I didn't even go grab an animal fact this morning. But now um, they're not
1: going to believe it, because they'll know that I know. So. Oh, see, and now they know that you know <laughs> that I
0: know. Or they uh-huh. know that you know, which means that I knew before they knew. And, you know, uh, so you shared this article with me earlier this week, or maybe it was even last week. Um and it was on November 11th, so take that for what you will, depending on when you're listening to this, it is that week, uh, that there is a creature, uh, it's about the size of a rabbit, but it looks like a little deer, um, it and a little wombatty, um, but it's called the Silverbacked Chevrotain, <laughs> which is a great name, but an even better name, or at least a cuter name, is the Vietnamese Mouse Deer. Uh, they have not seen the Vietnamese mouse deer for more than 25 years um, in Vietnam. It has not been around. And so after uh, about... Actually, so so they have kind of conflicting information here. One One area says it's about three decades. The other area says more than 25 years ago. So we would say... At least 30 years ago uh, was the last time they saw the Vietnamese mouse deer, a.k.a. the silverbacked Chevrotain. And now they have rediscovered the uh, Chevrotain in Vietnam. It was a team of Vietnamese and Russian researchers. Um, and yeah, so so this is super exciting because it seemed like uh, they had, the last time they saw one, it was a dead one. Um, that a hunter had had gotten, um, and so for them to actually have uh, to have photographed them, um, they were hunting in the area. That was a big thing for them. And In fact, one of the researchers said, "For so long, this species has seemingly only existed as part of our imagination." And so they were like, "We know there's a mouse deer out there somewhere, but we don't we don't actually know if there's a mouse deer out there somewhere." And so knowing that it was still out there. Um, and that they can keep it protected uh, was was pretty cool. And in fact, um, it's, it's on the list of the 25 most wanted lost species, uh, which I didn't even know there was a list of the 25 most wanted lost species uh, compiled by the Global Wildlife Conservation. Um, I am going to send that link to Joe as well, because I've got some research to do here by checking out the Most Wanted uh, Lost Species. And you can donate. And um, James Bond is on this website. And by James Bond, I mean the most recent blonde guy whose name escapes me. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yep. Boom. Uh, let's see what else is on there. I know this is going long now, but uh, let's talk about a bullneck seahorse. Okay. <laughs> um, the Pondicherry shark. The Amaltemi cottontail rabbit. Try to say that three times fast. The Uh Namdafa flying squirrel. I just saw one of those in my backyard. No, it was last seen in 1981 in India. It's been lost for 37 years. And they're trying to find it, by golly. Uh, But you can donate to the Global Wildlife Conservation, not conversation, uh, to help them find these lost species. And what's cool is that they have, um, on the list of the 25 most wanted, they also show you which ones have been found. Uh, So... That includes now the silverback chevrotain, the velvet pitcher plant, Jackson's climbing salamander, the Fernandina Galapagos tortoise, and, Joe, I'm happy to announce that Wallace's giant bee has been found. The mega-chill Pluto wow. has been found.
1: Is Congratulations. It, is it how, big, how big is it? <laughs>
0: How big is it? <laughs> uh, congratulations to Clay Bolt, the photographer uh, who found it, rediscovered it in February 2019. Let's see. Let's read more about the world's largest bee. Holy Magoli. Uh, It's four times larger than a European honeybee. Uh, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. It was very famous in 1858. People made brooches out of them um that may be why they were uh going mm. extinct uh bu- 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 gross giant and bad <laughs> that's gross giant jaws Ooh. oh yeah did oh. you
1: see the photo of it on the web page yes an estimated
0: it's... wingspan of two and a half inches
1: wow Hey, this is Wallace's
0: Giant Bee. Come on down to the local fair and check out Wallace's Giant Bee. We've got brooches of all sizes. You just have to be very careful with them and store them in this handy dandy glass container. Wallish's giant bee on Exit thirty seven next to the big the world's largest cocoon. Mega Chile Pluto
1: yeah these mandibles are crazy it's like it's like a like a i don't know dung beetle or something like
0: yeah just, that's exactly what it looks yeah it looks like a dung beetle with wings um wingspan well, dung beetles have
1: of, wings but they're underneath this is stringy. dang it
0: <laughs> animal fact yeah what am i thinking it's like i've never seen a bug's life or something Hi, i'm a beautiful butterfly um one point, So the females can reach a length of 1.5 inches with a wingspan of 2.5 inches, but the males are tiny. It's only mm. the females that have the large jaws. So Wallace's giant bee,
1: uh, the, the truly giant bee, is the, the female. Oh, do they, do they use that for crushing the, the males? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: oh no you know what i'm sorry folks but this is a bonus episode because i have to tell you a very cool thing that i learned um so so a, Wait, lot of a people... bonus
1: episode of whole episode oh, or a sorry, bonus sorry, episode sorry. of animal facts <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah this is a bonus animal fact is what i meant and i'll be uh. quick because i know joe has to go um so the bonus animal fact here is so a lot of times you know we we talk about the black widow spider and we some people will will call like Women who kill their ex husbands or their husbands or whatever black widows, blah blah blah, and the focus is always on the uh, woman killing the male. Um, first of all, it's only common in certain species of black widow uh, that that the male is killed by the female after she um, after they mate. Uh, so it's not every single type of black widow, but there's more to the story. And suddenly, there's an understanding of why the female kills the male Black Widow. They're kind of annoying. So the female Black Widow, um, it builds this beautiful web, it's it creates this huge web for it to live in to catch bugs to catch predator or to catch buggies to catch its prey. And the male Black Widow is much smaller. And it comes around. And it is it's a lazy spider in comparison to the female. The female spends days (laughs) making this web. The male comes along, sees a female Black Widow spider, and will actually go and hang around in their web and take some of the female's food. So the female web catches food, and the male spider will take some of the food that's there for itself. Now, on top of that, when a female spider is laying its web uh, all around... And uh, attaching it to the ground as it's sort of, you know, making its nest, uh, it is just by, by nature, it is putting pheromones on those webs. It is the, the webs, um, pheromones from the female that attract the male widow spider. But the problem is, it is not specific. It's going to attract any male widow spiders. So what does the first male who comes to the web do? He starts tearing apart her web so that the the strings that are connected to the ground are no longer connected to the ground in the hopes that the pheromones will not attract other male spiders. So... While the female is constantly trying to build out her web, the male is constantly destroying her web to decrease the size of it so that her pheromones aren't being blasted out to the world for other male spiders to smell, other male widow spiders to smell. Then things get creepy and possessive because when the female decides, okay, I guess after you have annoyed the shnikes out of me um, and taken a lot of my food, I guess, I guess I'll mate with you. Um. So when that happens, the male will approach the female widow spider and start to surround her with his web. He literally like claims her. He surrounds her with his web so that he has then marked her as his, and his pheromones are all around the outside of her. And it also starts to uh, like calm her down. So it's a little bit roofy ish It's also a little bit, like I said, uh, possessive-ish and uh, then the two mate. And then it is only at that point that the male is consumed by the female. And it goes even farther because it's not as if the female just suddenly snaps at the male and gets him. No, he gives into it. He rolls over onto his back and sort of presents himself to be consumed. So what this sounds like to me is after they mate, He falls in love with her and goes, wow, I really was a tool in our whole relationship. I ate your food, I destroyed your nest, and then I got very possessive. And you know what? I deserve to die. Here, you can have me. I love you and I'm so sorry. And then she eats him. And so that is why I don't think that we should be blaming the Black Widow female spider because the male deserves to be eaten for all of his nonsense down with the patriarchy <laughs> down with the arachnid patriarchy
1: mm-hmm. and that, that is the end react Patri- pa- yeah there's something no there. it's not happening um <laughs> <laughs> is, that is that is the end of this podcast that is now the end of this podcast in the, the this web acts.
0: oh no don't tear up my web <laughs> i got some some endangered species to find some lost mm-hmm. species to find
1: we'll tear up the world wide web all right Ah.
0: (laughs) bye micah goodbye joe